I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. So today I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Stephen Strucker. Stephen Strucker is the president of Tower Realty Partners, working in the healthcare real estate industry for the last several years. Stephen has worked with hundreds of healthcare professionals from startups to relocations and expansions to additional offices. Stephen ensures the lease or purchase is set up correctly and believes that this is the foundation for successful practices. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. So first question is always the same. What was your first job? Uh, My first job was... I believe it was working, actually it was working at a, uh, on a farm moving sprinkler lines uh, for horse fields, <laughs> or for horses, yeah. Was that here in Colorado or? Uh, no, it was in Washington State. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how did you get into com- commercial realty? Got into commercial realty, uh, real estate by, um, it was really an opportunity where my, uh, my brother-in-law had worked for a firm, and basically, I was—I owned a, a construction and landscape company, mm-hmm. and so I uh, was looking to make a change. I had a bunch of employees and was just kind of over um, running a uh, lot of people, mm-hmm. and so I was looking to make a change. And there was an opportunity for me to go work for a company that did real estate, and so I kind of just made the change. Went from construction to real estate. Was it a huge step, or it's so Felt funny? Like people are always like, "This is my next life." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the time, it kind of felt like it because mm-hmm. it was a total industry or a career switch, mm-hmm. and then it required um, us moving from uh, Colorado Springs to Denver. So, yeah. So, um, I want you to explain to us what a commercial real estate broker is and how they're different from a residential real estate broker. I think most people are really, really comfortable with what a residential real estate broker does, but I don't think most people are comfortable with what a commercial real estate broker does. Hmm. Um, they're very similar as far as their their role and their licensing. Um, I think the um, the difference is is that there's not a Zillow or a Realtor.com that you can just go to and get the information that you need. So mm-hmm. it's it's more or less uh, lease rates, um, purchase prices, all that are fully negotiable. And so when it comes to adding the concessions that you may need for your practice, every every business is going to be different as far as what they need and what they require. And so um, when we're looking at doing a uh, lease, for example. If you're a small startup business, you may need a lot of free rent and a lot of concessions from the landlord, mm-hmm. and that all gets factored into what the lease rate is. And so a commercial realtor will go out and help you find the right location, mm-hmm. identify those, identify properties that are suitable for your needs or your business needs, mm-hmm. and then um, help negotiate that um, the uh, the deal points of that. That's awesome. So um, Tower Realty Partners focuses on veterinarian and medical practices. Why this focus? It's a very like um, it's a very specific need, and they have very specific requirements as far as uh, exclusivities, um, what they what they need from landlords, from parking visibility, all those mm-hmm. things. And so once we understand it and understand those needs, it helps us achieve the best. Um, deal points for the client and then um, also it allows it allows um, us to fully understand 
how their businesses are ran mm-hmm. and like and be able to uh, dig in and, and get the landlords basically to give us the best terms. That's awesome. So what are some of the biggest obstacles in finding or creating space for a new or growing practice? Um, some of the biggest obstacles for a veterinarian could be um, for a veterinarian, for example, could be the zoning could mm-hmm. be a big challenge. Oh, we've had we've had a couple properties where we've looked at where the, um, the doctor wanted to be in a specific area, and then we we jumped in, we started negotiating on it, and then we found out that the zoning was not suitable for a veterinarian. They, they the HOA or for or the uh, shopping center excluded that use, mm-hmm. and so um, you can waste a lot of time if you don't know that stuff up front. Um, there's also exclusivities that other medical professionals can put on centers, and um, some of those can be challenges to make sure you identify the right um, the right shopping centers that have availability for that use. That's interesting. So I didn't realize zoning could be an issue. Mm-hmm. So how does commercial zoning generally work? So the so the the shopping center or whatever is zoned for a specific purpose and does that exclude medical sometimes or how does that work yeah sometimes it'll sometimes it'll exclude the um the the general use of medical or healthcare. Mm-hmm. other times it'll be um that specific niche oh, wow. and um when we're negotiating uh if it's a if it's a dentist or a veterinarian we're going to want an exclusive for that entire center so that way a competitor can't come in and open up shop right next door to where you're making a large investment uh-huh. and so and your marketing yeah mm-hmm. exactly and so really uh you know whoever put the other person in there should have done their job as well and done that for that client mm-hmm. and so when we're looking at centers really uh you know you can find hundreds of properties that could be potential um, fits for a client. Mm-hmm. The um, the hard part comes into digging into asking questions, getting the landlord brokers to, to look through all their documents to see if there's anything that excludes that use mm-hmm. before we even present it to our client. Because uh, I think saving time is also saving money. You know, so there's a lot of so there's a lot of work you guys are doing under the surface or on the back end to make sure it's actually a viable space before you're like, hey, let's go look at it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Most the, of it. And the client's like, I love it, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah most of it i think most of the work actually goes in behind the scenes before mm-hmm. you ever even look at it that's from awesome. what we do yep you just answered that one for me so you and your team help people uh with their current and um, renewing leases um how do you help with lease negotiations so this is something about commercial realty that i've just really kind of learned about recently, like I kind of knew you guys did this, but this is like the big thing you do. So can you talk about lease negotiations and what that looks like? Yeah. So lease negotiations for us is, um, again, we have to, we have to understand the client's needs and what the client really wants to achieve Mm -hmm. long run. Um, if you're wanting to stay a long time, if you're wanting to stay a long time, or if your plan is to sell your practice in, in three to five years, all those things factor into how we would approach a negotiation with the landlord. Goal based. We always, though, represent the client, so we don't represent the landlord, and um, we're going to go into this negotiation fully on the client's behalf, on the on the on the tenant and the buyer side. And what we're going to do is we're going to understand their business, understand what they need to do, and then um, we're going to go in and try to get those the landlord to give us those concessions. A lot of times it comes down to lease rate is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, second, though, is do we need free rent? Is there um, 
Is there improvements that need to be done to the space? Carpet and paint is a big one. Does it need an updating? And then we go in and get the landlord to pay for that. So um, every landlord, every situation is totally different. So there's not a mm-hmm. cookie cutter box. So really it comes down to understanding uh, the market, the tenant, and then also then finding out what we can get the landlord to do. Yeah, I think a lot of people are renewing leases without knowing they can negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because Colorado is so crazy right now with prices and stuff, I mean, you're seeing a lot of people having their rates jacked on renewals and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yep. So how do you, how do you help people do, I mean, you're just like, Hey, you know, we have to negotiate this. So yep. that's really interesting. So that's something that I didn't realize was that big of a thing, but I guess it makes a lot of sense that you have somebody who can be like, this isn't fair market rent. So landlords, yeah, landlords, this is their job. They're, they are professionals at being landlords and mm-hmm. they're professionals. Their job is to get the most amount, their, their job is to get you to pay as much money as possible with giving you the least amount of concessions. Mm-hmm. That's how they make the most money. Um, and so when we say that we're going to represent you, it's kind of the same thing as trying to go to court without an attorney. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nobody in your corner that understands um, how to represent you or how to get you the best deal. So a lot of times when we're representing the client, the landlords will even take the client ser- more serious because they understand that they um, have somebody in their corner that understands the industry and what should be expected. Um, in Denver specifically, uh, rates are just increasing all the time Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times it's not necessarily you're paying x amount of money and we're going to reduce that it's more or less that it's not going to go um extremely high from moving forward because yeah a lot of landlords right now are seeing that they've been they've been um maybe their the ray has been under market and they're they're wanting the renewal time to be a time when they increase your rate Mm -hmm. a lot and so we can keep that from happening Um, we look at the market we use um other properties as negotiation and as uh, as leverage, basically, to mm-hmm. re- keep your rates low. That's really interesting. So, um, so, so talk to me some more about what you're seeing in the Denver commercial real estate market right now. Uh, the Denver real estate market in general is like nuts as far <laughs> as uh, the amount of growth that's yeah, happening and the then also the lack of it yeah commercials just been it's just been exploding the last few years yep. but are, are any of those buildings full <laughs> that's what i want to know every time i see a new building going up i'm like how are you gonna fill that building <laughs> i know i think that there's a lot of i think that there's a lot of um buildings that aren't full right up the right at the beginning but i mean office space in general i think is very limited in denver Mm -hmm. and then so you have office space and you have retail space uh retail i think is is where most people that are wanting to do a startup Mm -hmm. you know veterinary and dental practice Mm -hmm. are going to end up and that is very competitive right now Um, because if a starbucks goes into a building for instance it's like so does every other business they want to be next to that unless you have coffee then you cannot yeah exactly (laughs) exactly exclusive but they um or you can just not give people coffee (laughs) in your business yeah but they uh retail is going nuts and then same thing with office i mean it is it is uh it's filling up dramatically. And I think that the, I forget, there was a report that came out that said that there was like less vacancy now. I I don't remember exactly what the, Mm -hmm. the, the stats were, but it was very low as far as what availability. So what do you see in the future though for commercial space? Cause we're, cause we now see like 
co-working spaces and a lot of people are, you know, remote workers and things like that. So what do you see for commercial space, especially like office space? I think like the veterinarians and the medical, they have to actually have, they have to have a place for people to go. But what Mm -hmm. do you see for commercial office spaces in the future? Um, every market will correct itself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of coming to a place now where I believe that there, um, there will need to be some kind of correction. Um, but it's, it's, it's too hard to say if there's, you know, if it's going to be a recession to where there's going to be a lot of uh, availability come on board with other businesses going out of business or not. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that it's sustainable for, uh, rates to continue to climb at the rate that they have over the last five years, five, six years. Um, I don't know that it's sustainable for small businesses. So some kind of recorrection or some kind of stabilization probably will need to happen. And then uh, anytime that happens, it creates more availability. So really in a recession is when you can take advantage of, of reducing your rates and reducing your overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then take that money that could be a savings on your rent and turn it into marketing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good for the economy. It's good for small businesses. And, and mm-hmm. um, it's probably due any time now. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm looking at some of the rent on some of our clients. Um, you and I are working on a client right now. And I'm just like, I don't know how this is doable, you know, yep. and how this is going to be sustainable. Yep. When landlords can get, you know, another... Uh, a pizza shop or a cell phone storage or a cell phone place mm-hmm. to pay those rates. They're they're going to demand that same for um, our, our clients, mm-hmm. you know, in healthcare. And it's like um, it really it really hurts when it's a, such a high number. But mm-hmm. um, you know, to get the get the big visibility and to get the um, the spots that that drive a lot of the traffic, sometimes you have to pay those rates. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for maybe an extra thousand or fifteen hundred dollars a month or whatever to pay, to get that spot sometimes it can be worth it yeah and then you just have to invisibility invisibility yep so then you just have to produce yeah and i think especially if you have a business where people you know are looking for what's local right they're looking for the local whatever so generally those spaces are important we yep. want to have to be able to, we want to be able to get in and out of there i know our vet is like in this little tiny space and it's like the hardest to like park in there and I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) all these things have built up around them like there's just this little tiny space and I'm like always parking in the um the business the business next door they probably don't like that but I am because I was like I gotta get my dog in and out and like I can't in these little tiny spaces so that's really important okay so before I ask my last question um where is the easiest place for people to find you uh, the easiest place is probably just to give me a call or um, or uh, shoot me an email. Mm-hmm. Um, we are rebuilding our website right now, but that'll um, that's just going to be tower-brokers.com. Um, my email is Stephen. It's S T E P H E N at tower-brokers.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we we'll, we link everything okay, in the description perfect, box. Yeah, yeah it'll it'll be it'll be down there if you need it. Okay, so final question. What is the one piece of advice you would give a business owner who is looking for commercial commercial space? Um, I it's in, very important to to hire a representative. Mm-hmm. It needs to be somebody that um, that can go out there and work on your behalf and to make sure they understand the uh, market that that you're want, that you're wanting to be in and understand the industry that you want to be in. Um, doing it on your own is just something that's not smart. Landlords don't um, 
take into account that you have a broker or don't. Mm -hmm. um, they have already set aside their fee to pay their broker, and whether you're represented or not, they're paying that same rate. So having somebody that works on your behalf is critically important. Mm -hmm. And for us, we never charge our clients because we're always paid for by the landlord. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's the same for any broker. So it's really important to have somebody who understands you, your business needs, mm -hmm. and will take the time to understand that to help make sure that you get the best deal. So it's pretty much a win-win. You have somebody working for you that you don't have to pay. Exactly. We're one of the only people that you'll not pay. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, that's not how it works around here. So <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for thank having Thank you for me, coming. So, yeah. <laughs> I've said that a few times. I'm, lo I'm, yeah. I'm losing it. Thank you for coming. Uh, thank you for Appreciate having it. me. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.